Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. everybody and welcome back to winter is blooming a game of thrones rewatch podcast by us the penny bloom podcast today we are covering season two episode three titled what is dead may never die written by brian cogman the cogman and directed by alec sakharov originally aired on april 15th 2012 this was a fucking goodie Oh, mm, by the way, I'm Colton Robertson. I'm joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? Hey, hey what's up? It's always a pleasure to be here. Uh, it's always a pleasure to have you and the magnificent Tavares Pennington. What's up, beautiful? Hello, hello. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you. Let's get into it. Season two, episode three, What is Dead May Never Die. A goodie. This was a goodie. I uh, I thoroughly enjoyed this one and uh, like... I had a tough time when it came to the favorites going like there was just so there was no like standout. It was all just good. So it was like, I don't I don't know where to go with this. That's interesting that I was trying to kind of find a way to frame this episode because like it's not bad. It's just that there's not like one big thing that happens that you can be like, this is what this episode is like. There's no like red wedding. There's no like one thing that happens in this episode that you're like, this is what you call back for it for. But like every character in the episode has something of grad, you know, of like that matters, though. Mm. Um, It's not like nothing happens. Like there's a lot that happens. But it's just it all kind the story of forward yeah, like crazy yeah. for sure. And we meet a couple new characters. Very exciting. Tav, how you feeling about this one? Yeah, no, I mean, I think that this one I remember just because of how um, it, it really emblematizes, I think, a lot of the best things about uh, Game of Thrones and that it's it's it has just the consistency that you're looking for. Like it's it's the reason why people argue that the earlier seasons are so strong as episodes like this one. No, 100%. This is a, like Joe said, nothing massive happens in it, but we are spending time with these characters, getting to know them better. And this show pays dividends for it. Like it, it becomes so good. Good episodes like this. And, uh, yeah, a couple new introductions. We got Marjorie Tyrell, uh, for the first mm-hmm. time, Brienne of Tarth for the first time. Uh, very, very fun seeing them for the first time. Sadly, the last appearance for my boy Yorin. R.I.P. my yeah. dude, Yorin. He went out uh-huh. in quite his fashion, though. You know, I I knew after, like, he started talking up a little bit, I'm like, oh, man, this is where he goes. Like, I'm like, man, it, yeah. dang it. But then I'm like, as he's going, I'm like, well, as a Game of Thrones death, you know, it wasn't just one sword clean death. You know, that was it. it I mean, it took. You took on a took, few. Yeah, he, it was badass. And so, went out uh, horrifyingly, I might add. The a why? sword through what, the what spine. Was, yeah, what, like, what, it, dude was already dead, you know? Like, that was just, 
I mean, damn, what a way to do it. Like, I always I'm, hated the crossbow. Takes too long to load, and then he just he says that as after he gets shot. After, after he's, he's been shot, shot he with a crossbow. What shot. a pimp. What a Damn. pimp. Uh, but uh, if we will, we got six locations to hit on this episode. And it's cool because the synopsis is like crazy short. Like that's yeah, how little happens much. at every place. It's just not that, like, that much yeah. happens. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a goodie though. Uh, and we start at Craster's Keep. Where Craster is dragging Jon Snow back to uh, back to his home. Because he he caught him spying where he left the baby and such, and uh, Craster is like, uh, you know what? Get the fuck out of here, all of you. Fuck you guys. And uh, you know, Gior Mormont has to go talk to John about his shit. He's like, yo, what the fuck? Didn't I? Didn't we talk about this? Didn't I say that if you want to lead, you must learn to follow? Didn't that? Did, was I? Were you not there for that? Um, Come on, and John. uh, John's oh, like, God. yo. Yo, Dude. you don't know. You saw, you saw the, th- like, I saw what happened. He's just taking his kids out there to die, bro. The boys are all dead. And yours like, yeah. Damn right. Yeah, they are. Now, what this did clarify for us is that he doesn't know he's sacrificing them to the White Walkers. He just knows that the, the wildlings worship crueler gods. So he's just sacrificing his, his, uh, sons as a religious thing even though craster's like no i know what i'm doing i don't don't know because john did say though he's like i saw what took it i saw the like oh he said i saw it and then i think mormont was like i thought he was in on it i have a feeling that what you saw you'll see again yeah you'll see again so like i thought Uh, it was interesting that he was able to so quickly prioritize the level of uh i guess importance of this obvious you know thing that they wouldn't ideally want happening but he's just like hmm. it's it's just a weird sentence to say we need people like craster like mormont says it's just a weird it's a it's really it's really fucked up uh, scenario where you gotta say that. Nah, no, yeah, for sure. Cause like, he, he makes a point, you know, his keep has yeah. kept Rangers alive. It's solved many problems for us over the years. Like, he's a good ally to have when this is the game we're playing. You know, we are yeah. north of the wall. Shit ain't the same up here as it is south of the wall. You know, like, we gotta, we gotta play harsher, we gotta play a harsher game. And, uh, mm. man. They they do play a harsher game because uh, Mormont's like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and hold on to our mans here, um, and you know he's mm-hmm. uh, you know Mormont he's like I'm I don't like it, it's really nasty, but ain't shit we can do about it, and ain't, ain't shit nothing. you're gonna do about it, I, right? and John's like, all right, uh. You know, he is says, I justi- saw it. I saw what took him. Is the justification more of, like, they're just north of the wall and that's just how things are in the north? Or, like, is it more of, like, the war is coming and, like, we need, like, we cannot have enemies. It, it's, like, there is no sides. Is that, like, more of Mormont's, you know, justification? Is it, like, when winter comes and, like, he, like, now knows that the threat is real after having one wake up in his, you know, in Castle Black and attack him? Is it, like, more of, like, I, you know, even though Craster is one of the worst imaginable people, 
that doesn't matter right now because it's all of us versus all of them, you know, sort of thing. Is that it or is it just like we're north of the wall, we're trying to find engine and you know leading a thing and like it's just- I, I I think there's no reason it can't be a bit of both, you know. I think that like uh I think that what he says is reason enough that he has mm. provided them shelter in times of need and many rangers have needed this keep. It's the only keep for miles that's worth the that's shit. That's true. That uh, is true. Like it's it's not only a pl- like I think it's not only a place they need, but nobody wants to stay there to maintain it. And therein, they Who need a guy like Craster. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, like I think it's uh, there's levels to it because, frankly, when you, when I hear like the war is coming, I think that you know one one Craster is not going to do much in the in, yeah. in the effort of the White Walkers. If I had to say so myself, probably only uh, going to add to the army. Probably actually. withdraw himself completely and decide he's not going to fight for either side, um, or just get killed anyways, and then raised from the dead, and then adds to the Night King's army. Yeah, so exactly, actually, that is what probably happens, right? Probably, probably. Uh, well, I, mean, I think they, they were make north an of the wall to burn everybody who dies here. At some point, ah, uh, that is true. They do start doing that. They are, they do get smart eventually. They become a little bit more diligent about burning bodies. Mm-hmm. But uh, nevertheless, uh, next up, Samwell goes ahead and gives Gilly a nice little thimble that once belonged to his mom. And he's like, "I'm gonna come back. I promise. I'll be back for you. I promise." Whenever and, he uh, explains, he's like, though, <laughs> "Okay." Whenever he explains that, it's like the only thing he has from his mom it's the only thing that brought him like comfort too in his childhood he was like i used to read to my mother while she sewed and this is what she used and this is all i have left of her now you take it she's like i cannot possibly take this you should not give this away and then sam is just like i'm not giving it away or like it's not I'm not just giving it to a stranger I'm giving it to you I just love how it's like immediately so like like heartfelt I don't know it's like I I don't know it's cute like knowing where they go you know but in this moment it's the first girl that like Sam encounters really mm-hmm. after joining the Night's Watch and he's just already in love you know he's just he's in love um yeah, which I love is just, it. I think I think funny but he's uh, taken I can't blame mm-hmm. her I can't blame her blame him either Gilly's a cutie she cutie. They, they're cute. They're a cute couple. You know, they, yeah. they I don't know. I, I like them. Um, so. I love, I love Samwell and Gilly. Yeah. No, and it's really I impressive how, how long they, they really make it like last. Like if you're like, people are like, oh, we can't be together because of this, this, and it's like, you're like, bro, look at Samwell and Gilly. What the fuck did they, <laughs> did they not do to stay together? <laughs> yeah, right. No, yeah. Yeah, they they did everything in their fucking power to make sure that they were together at all times. And uh, fucking... Joe, I noticed that Dee Dee is there watching cinema in the mm. background in Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a it's that scene that was influenced by Blade that's actually on right now. The whole sprinklers of blood brought it up on the Blade <laughs> podcast. Fun fact, but there that won't go. be for weeks. Uh, <laughs> nah, I love Samuel and Gilly. Sorry, I was distracted by that while we were all talking. I kept looking back and being like. <laughs> I, I like Joe was talking. I was looking right past him. I was like, "Wednesday's on." I love it. Uh, but um, nah, man, I love Samwell and Gilly, and they're just a couple of cuties, and they're so sweet to each other. And I'm glad that you know, like this was like this is a scene I didn't remember, but like, and wouldn't stand out on a like just binge watch. But you know, mm-hmm. when we take every scene 
with with like a you know a little bit more consideration. It's cute. I, I didn't realize they had such a cute little connection here so early. Yeah. I love it. Uh, oh yeah. But that does conclude the story at Craster's Keep, and wow. uh, it takes us to Winterfell, where we have an even smaller story, uh, and we kick off Winterfell's story with one Hodor. Yes, only one. I didn't know. Um, we're only counting the Hodors that come from Hodor. Yes, because Maester Lewin does approach and say Hodor immediately and... after Hodor's Hodor. And I thought about yes. it as well, but I was like, no, no. No, it has to be yeah. from Hodor. And, Hodor's you know, because I was, I was, I was watching the episode and was it Hodor that says it first or was it Maester Lewin? Yes, it was, it was Hodor who says it first. Okay. Yeah. Um, cause now, like every time I hear Hodor, like, my my radar was off, and I'm like, oh, now I have to keep track. You know, now I'm on, and I, I only hear that one after. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, like, yeah, only one. I can, I, can, I can relax after we're out of Winterfell. Only one, now but hey, that's better than the last two episodes. We got none. That was Yo, a fat. This donut is the, the first Hodor of season two. Um, yeah, um, hasn't been much high. brand period season two. Has is this? Has there been well, any? Yeah, not, not much brand so far. There's been a little bit, I think. A little bit. It's basically yeah. just what we got here. It's like check in. He has a dream, and we know a little with uh, Osha and Bran, and mm. then move back mm. on is like what it's been with Bran. He's got um, giant blood in him. No, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I loved this sequence visually as it being like shot from the perspective of Bran seeing through Summer. Because uh, I was like, this is interesting camera work. I didn't catch it at first because it was like the approach to Hodor and then past Maester Lewin and stuff. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. And it like fades into Bran's room. And I was like, oh, this is hard. And then I realized as it climbs up on his bed and comes face to face with him, I was like, oh, that's dope. That is dope. Uh, that's like, I, I think this was to show how Bran knows that it's not a dream because mm-hmm. like he saw this wolf walk and like throw all through Winterfell right up to him. And then he woke up everyone that he just like everything perfectly, you yep. know? And he's like, exactly. and that, I mean, um, that's just, I don't know. It is really sick. And like on the rewatch, like, like on the camera work, whenever it started, like I thought it was just like cinematic at first, but then it started to kind of like sway back and forth. like mm. kind of like a wolf walking. And I'm like, Oh wait, this is, this is a wolf right now. And then I, I, I realized yeah. it was really cool. Like, um, I don't know. It is. It is really weird though that he keeps mentioning Rickon. Though he's like yeah. Rickon had that same dream I that I did. I, I never and like I swear, that. Rickon was the most like just not cared about, just fucking thrown to the side, nothing character whatsoever. But like Bran, like every time it's been like Rickon's been weird too. Every time he's been on camera. Like no, we won't. You know, like we'll see them again. Whatever. No, we won't. When when he walks out, and then now, like Brand's coming I'm up, and he's for like, "Dad." Yeah, like I don't know. I saw him in the R- crypts. I don't know. May- I feel like seems they had like plans for Rickon. Seems like they didn't want to cut Rickon's actor uh, any more money because, like, they, there was so much potential to, like, especially with the way that they were developing Game of Thrones to be. Uh, uh, almost narrated by the Stark family, by the children of, of Ned Stark. And then they're just like, yeah, Rickon was, he was there. He was there until Rickon he was died. Rickon. Every other Stark are like 
the largest characters in the universe. Yeah, like every single one. Bran is the three eyed raven. John is the biggest character in the entire show. Sansa becomes the queen of the north, base warden of the north. You know, she has the entire north. No, queen of the north. She she emancipates the north when Bran becomes king. There you go. Arya, she's just going west of Westeros, just going off. She, uh, you know, she killed the Night King. Um, she, the Night you know, King, yeah. did that. Rob Stark was the king of the North and was absolutely tearing through shit when he was, you know, alive. So, like, every single Stark is absolutely badass. And then you have Rickon. The only and notable thing. He can't even thing, run in zigzags. That's it. Literally, that's yeah. the only notable thing that happens to him is he gets shot by an, an unbelievable Ramsey arrow shot. Like the literally, that's the only, it's the and only thing that happens to this guy. It's the only time that you're ever implored to be like, "Oh, I feel bad for Rickon." Like, but even even while he's even running then, towards John, I'm more feeling for John than Rickon. Hmm. I'm like, "Oh, John has seen Rickon die." Not like Rickon's dying. I'm like, "Man, John has to <laughs> see that." It's more of like what I'm thinking. You know, is like I don't give a fuck about the kid that's running in the field. It's messed up when you put it that way, but it's it's true. <laughs> I'm it's, sorry, it's Rickon. massively true. Like I can't, <laughs> you know, when Rickon, I remember the first time I watched it. It's so funny when Rickon gets the arrow. I just went, ah, uh, <laughs> you know, we won't lose any plot with his death. <laughs> no, yeah, I was like, damn. There's and then, and then John was hanging episode. out there by himself, and I was like, oh, no, 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 no. But anywho. Uh, Man. Bran yeah. confides in Maester Lewin about what he's been seeing, and he's like, uh, I, I remember Nan used to tell us stories about spiders, big as hounds, uh, and, you know, people who could see through animals. And, uh, and Maester Lewin's like, yeah, yeah, those, those are just stories. And Bran's like, yeah, but, like, I'm definitely doing that when I go to sleep mm-hmm. at night. No, you're not. But I'm pretty sure I am. No, that stopped a long time ago. Dragons are gone. Nobody gives a shit about the children of the forest anymore. Forgotten. And his justification is just how many of your dreams haven't come true. And it's like, but you're missing the point. What if my any of my dreams came true? Right? Like that's something. There's something to be said there. In in, just a coincidence. In defense of Maester Lewin here, dude even pulled out that chip. And tried spells and magic and shit, and it didn't work for him. This dude has been alive for a long time. He has a lot of chains. This is Bran, a kid whose parent just died and is going through trauma. He's probably like, okay, I know you think right now because you saw your dad die in your dream that you, you know, like in defense. Oh no, dude has been around 100%. the block, and he's not just like trying to. I, just, end, I don't. I understand, but, but he's a close-minded old hell. We all we full well know Bran becomes the three eyed raven, and no magic and dragons are alive over on the other side of the world. Maester Lewin is just a dude who's been in Winterfell for the last I don't know how many years, chilling as a maester. But yeah, he he wouldn't have any oh, way of yeah. I was gonna say he's like like I'm 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 sitting here watching it like I'm Luke Skywalker in the Last Jedi. Funny, every word of what you just said was wrong. That's you know, true. I, like I mean, he he is wrong. This is true. He is wrong. No, on I do get. Account. You know, um, I get it. You. It's also not just a. 
what he studied. It's also something of a what he wants to believe, which also helps. Yeah. That also helps confirm your biases and stuff. But because uh, mm. I mean, what kind of shit would that open the world up to if there was magic and stuff? And uh, we see he doesn't. He'll be gone before long. But uh, <laughs> that does conclude. Yeah, he's that already was, old too. So that was tragic. I must say. I must say. That's a tough one. I remember, like, because it's just, ah, it's just so pointless. It won't be long now. It's a few episodes out. Like, (laughs) yeah, it's just so pointless. Uh, But that concludes the story in Winterfell and takes us to the Stormlands, Mm. where Catelyn Stark pulls up and uh, is arriving at the camp of King Renly Baratheon, who's having a nice little tourney in which you you watch a couple uh, couple of armored folk go at it for a while uh marjorie stands up yeah house tyrell loris woo! and uh and then loris gets his fucking ass beat uh and you know he yields brienne of tarth kneels with king takes his takes her mask off and uh she he's like whatever i can give you you fucking got it and she He's like a seed on card. It'd be hilarious if he was like, "Oh, well, I accept that." You know, like he's got to, he's got to. Uh... Actually, one more ask. Just retry. Just act like you didn't say that. No, I think no, I don't know. I, it was. I I think he makes this decision on his own, no matter what. I was wondering if, like, if Marjorie wasn't there, and it wasn't in front of everyone else, does he still make this decision? Oh you yeah. Know, like, if there yeah. wasn't the pressure of everyone and, and everything, I'm like, no, I think he's not. The pressure he's of going. everyone else is telling him to say no. Yeah, I know. And that's, yeah, like, that, I think that's like, why like, I'm like, he definitely would have said yes if they were alone. Like, the the way that, like, he looks at Loris and Loris is like, fucking no. Like, don't say <laughs> yes to that. Uh, like, it's just, like, <laughs> I don't know. Really? It's It's really? so funny to be like, not accepting people for the way they are when you are so vastly not accepted for the way you are. I don't know. It's just so, like, let's it's always, always what, curious. Really regardless, would have made the worst king. He's too nice, I think. He's too nice. And he he is, too I think he's, he's more of a, a very, he, I think he wants everyone to love him more than i think that's what he would probably put like he would try to make people like too happy and him be the good guy but i don't know i think his intentions are are good though or are better than most of the other kings that we got up here um I think yeah, rob, I'm like, of the options i take renly i think rob rob and renly are close rob's not I trying think, to rule the seven kingdoms though he's trying to rule the north that's true that's true. I guess that'd be the most ideal scenario: is Rob just, ruling the North and Renly being in King's Landing, and whatever point, happens. After we're that. interpreting the Game of Thrones to be kind of the revolving door that it is, um, you know, until until Bran comes around. I feel like Renly gets fucking massively manipulated if he becomes king. Like Renly it dies. <laughs> he, yeah. That's very fair. quickly. Uh like yeah. Littlefinger Littlefinger has that man killed. Man, and him being uh, gay too would just it would be it would cause him. all sorts of problems for the, yeah, the realms. It'd be, it'd be so hard for him. Like yeah. to, he'd, I, have, I, he'd have a rough time. 
I don't know, but the Brienne thing is it's hilarious to me that like um people were like hesitant to being on the on the King's Guard. And it's like, well, you just saw her absolutely like humiliate a very, very decorated swordsman in front of you. And 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 then their one wish over anything. They can have anything under the king's power under their eyes. So, like, mm-hmm. it's in my power. She says, I just want to protect you for the rest of my life and swear my fealty to you forever. I was like, yeah, like, this dude's the knight of flowers. You know, Hello? like, he's he is known in the realm for having beaten Jamie Lannister in a tournament. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. How about y'all just go ahead and forget your biases for a little? Hesitant to the idea, maybe just think to yourself that you just witnessed maybe one of the greatest Kingsguard coming of all time, you know? Like, you just witnessed the greatest Kingsguard draft ever. Um, <laughs> I don't know what, like Sir Barristan, maybe, maybe that's the other one. You know, he's, I don't know. I want to see that fight. I want to see that fight. Brienne of Tarth for Sir Barristan. Holy shit. Who wins I, that? I got Sir Barristan. In their I prime. Can't, I can't lie. Because hey man, Barristan, Brienne, Barristan's a tough beat for like anybody. I know. But Brienne beats the Hound eventually, right? Yeah, Brienne beats the Hound, but like, um. Uh, Brienne beats the hound. She beat the, the hound. The hound in proxy Jamie. Like she beat Jamie by the transitive property a little bit there. So like Brienne's nothing to be fucked with, you know. Could oh no, she's top five for me. You know, could Sir Barristan beat the mountain? You think? Yeah. Could Brienne beat the mountain with, with prep time? But yeah, yeah, with prep time. Are we like we we're, like we talking back? Batman or something. Yeah, no, we are though. We like, he needs prep time, but he he's, he's got him. <laughs> uh, see, like for me, it's like top five in Westeros: Barristan Selmy, Arya Stark, uh, Oberyn Martell, Pedro Pascal. Uh, okay. Ooh, he is. No, I really feel three. like Oberyn Martell's fatal. Like the way that the way that he dies. Really exposes a fatal flaw about like it's like is that even hubris? Though, Am I using that word correctly? That I want to start hubris. using this word correctly. Um, the, his hubris got to him. Yes, uh, or is his? It was his hubris. I, I don't know. I like that hubris. word, and um, that that really showed in the way that he fought. Which means I feel like that happens in more than just the fight with the mountain. Like he gets he gets caught off guard, or he gets too. Nonchalant or gloaty, and it's over just like that. Hey man, but when we talk in pure skill, that dude, man, that dude has come up the mountain. mountain. That dude had man the mountain skill. That dude beat them. He did beat the mountain, like fair, yeah, but like, he didn't. He, but he didn't. He, yeah, okay, yeah, <laughs> no. but Brienne <laughs> right there. Three was uh, I, he was he was I top was yeah he was top like I'm not going in any order I'm oh, just saying like th- those are yeah, my yeah. top five okay. and then it would be uh, Brienne and then like I think I'd slide Braun in there crazy enough uh, uh, John John hey dude dude I mean he's kind of he's kind of goaded with the yeah. sword 
No, John's I think John's he's got to be. Up, he's got to be up there. John's got to be up. there. Yeah. Okay. Take Braun out. Replace him with John. I'm good with that. <laughs> That's a strong top five. It's a, it's a top five. It's a top five. But uh, nevertheless, Brienne bitches Loras and uh, Renly introduces his new wife Marjorie Tyrell to the now arriving Catelyn Stark, and uh, you know Marjorie says she's sorry for her loss, and Renly's like, "Yep, I'm gonna bring you Joffrey's head." Woo! And uh, you know, Renly's like, "Yeah, check this out. I got a hundred hundred thousand men. You you dig that?" And uh, you know, Loras is like, "If Rob wanted us to join forces, then he should have go." And Callan claps at him like, "Hey, you know, he's actually fighting a war, not playing at one. Take, take this for real. I I have shit to do. He has shit to do. What are you doing down here? You're playing." You're having fun. And that's when Renly was like, okay, let's quiet down. Let's not let everyone hear this. Let's talk. Yeah, let's right. walk this way. Like, let's walk this like, way. Hey, hey, you know, and that's, that's, I think that's his plan is he, Renly is, he's a morale, you know, he's using the morale of the people as his power, you know, like that's, that's where his power comes from. If, if his people are happy, they will fight for him and want to fight for him. Cause without it, what does he have? You know, he has his yeah, claim. Right. And and his people Which that he has weak. right now. Um. So he's got he's got to really keep what he has, and that's why at <laughs> the like, first sign of an ally, a real warrior, you know, war proven already, fighting the real war right now and won. Like he's like, all right, let's go. Like yes, I am in. Pretty much. Um, he's like if Kylie Jenner from the Pepsi commercial became president. <laughs> yeah yeah he's like you know what we just need to stop all this fighting man have a brutality racism can have be fixed pepsi. by a carbonated <laughs> beverage that is just just share it just yeah, share wow man Equality. joffrey <laughs> go ahead and give this pepsi over to rob <laughs> man game of thrones could have been solved by one single can of, Pepsi. can of Pepsi. Every single problem could be solved with Kylie Jenner and the Pepsi commercial. Yeah, that's it. Uh, that's it. But, every uh, problem ever. Every single exists. one. Kylie every Jenner, single one. Kylie uh, Jenner and Travis Scott will save the world. <laughs> will save the world. Uh, and then proclaim wow. it Astro World. No, uh, but. Uh, <laughs> proclaim it Astro World. They. Uh, they they go ahead and make their way off, and Renly's like, "Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. How about uh, how about you hit the hay? You're tired from your journey, huh?" Um, Brienne, see her to her quarters and uh, lay her down, and uh, and then uh, Renly's like, "I'll be I'll be in my quarters," and Brienne's like, "Should I return there after, sir? No, I'll be praying alone for quite some time. Quite some time. He doesn't uh, even look like he believes like." That they believe him. Nope. <laughs> no, they're like, oh, he's gonna go fuck Loras, huh? <laughs> I think, yeah. Does everyone just know? But he just doesn't say it out loud, you know? Like, I don't think everyone knows. Mar- Marjorie being so bold implied to me that it was like a very obviously Marjorie secret. knows, though. Like, obviously, obviously Marjorie knows, but her willingness to be so bold about it, it, I think, may have been trying to clue him in. Like, come on, mm-hmm. like. We we need to start producing some results because people are gonna know. Like people do know. Um, mm-hmm. One of the two. 
Yeah, like the whole like uh, Loris telling him people are starting to get curious. Mm-hmm. You know, not many brides remain virgins two weeks after their after but their wedding. Also, it's like just fucking lie. Like, what do you what? What? Why is this so difficult? Well, I guess he didn't want to tell her, huh? But, yeah. Ah. He's just. He's just. Ah, he could have. He could have just handled it so much better. Everything in Game of Thrones arguably could be handled so much better. Like every single thing. That's like rarely do we find something and go. This was handled exactly how it was supposed ah, to be. Handled. Oh, this is exactly how I would do it in my life. Yes, this it. Yeah. Oh, this is perfect. Well, there is something later on in this episode I think that might be said that way. Okay. Okay. All right. I dig it. I dig it. Uh, but. Uh, nevertheless, Renly heads on back to his quarters where him and Loris are having a little bit of a uh, a bit of a rift in which, uh, you know, Renly keeps coming on to him. Loris keeps being like, no, you know, why not? Really? The King's God? Got the, uh, like, misogyny, bro? Now? Really? Man. In times like these? At a time that uh, you can literally change it. That is the that is what is happening. You are in a time where things like that can change because you're a mm-hmm. new king. Like, man, it's like the perfect time to let that go. You know, yeah. like, yeah, but no better you know, time. It is what it is. Uh, he's like, yeah, I just want you to remember, you know, like my dad agreeing to marry Marjorie off to you was not at all just like, oh, it'll be good. Nah, he wants a son. <laughs> He wants a grandson with a claim to the throne. That's what he wants. Uh, and uh, Loris is like, so I'm a dip. Deuces. Uh, I'll go get your fucking wife. And uh, Marjorie walks in. Just. Wow. Uh, and uh, she walks in. Beautiful gown. Rentley's very complimentary of the dress. Just uh, what what a beautiful dress you have. He's trying uh, his hardest here. Yeah, yeah and uh, I feel so bad for Renly in this scene, man. Like, it, it hurts so much just because, like... It's like, uh... Oh, what was the the, Val- the Valerian, uh... Yeah, Lanor. Lanor. I knew it was an L. Too many Ls. Lanor. Yeah, it's just like Lanor and Rhaenyra mm-hmm. uh, sort of thing. Oh, yeah, you know, she walks that. in, she's like, yeah, I can't decide if I like it more like this. <laughs> drops, drops trow or like this uh and renly's like god yeah you wow, definitely don't need that's... it that's what he's he says you definitely don't need it or something like that like well yeah. you don't need it you know uh, some just don't it uh i don't know he's and it's like he's Not trying to com- like yeah he's just trying to compliment her and he's like you way. are objectively like, an attractive woman this just isn't my bag uh this just isn't my bag but man and, uh, i saw I lo- a tweet that was like how underrated Marjorie is. Like how not a lot of people. She think plays of... the game almost as good as anyone in this Whoa. show, man. Look at where she is now. I mean, she does get blown up. You know, a lot of people get blown up in that where she goes, but like can't really predict that. Is she was happen. queen when she got blown up? Yeah, she, she was. was. She's queen here. She's already basically queen. Yeah, she is know. technically queen. If um, you recognize Renly as king, but you know. Yeah. yeah. 
and uh, I mean, all these people around here do. Yeah, um, Queen still. So she, I don't know. She's very. She knows what she's doing. Um, yeah, she's, she's like she's the shit, and like it's for a reason. Reasons like this scene, you know, like, uh, and I just want to put some respect on Renly Baratheon, the actor playing Renly's performance, uh, because it'd be hard to play this with disgust if you're not, if you're not, uh, if you're not gay. I guess like, that's true. Yeah, I guess he's probably, I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't, I don't know the, uh, the actor's sexual preferences, but, uh, he is convincingly disgusted. And oh yeah, no, he's that's like, gotta be I'm hard to put on. All over your boobs. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh wow. Oh, you have a just a just a rocking body. Uh, well, time for sex. I get. I've drank a lot of wine. I've drank a lot of wine. Mm-hmm. I don't know that this is a this is the move tonight. Uh, and she's like. I can go get my brother. He can get you started and we can finish it off, you know? Uh, and he's like, just oh, like wait, just out like wait. that. Like no, no preface. No, like, nothing. Uh, yeah. He's like, was... I'm sorry. And she's like, no, they're like straight up. I don't give a fuck. I just need you to put a baby in me. Uh, that's, that's literally all I'm in here for. Uh, you know, it's kind of what the deal is. Uh, I'm well aware. Wow! Oh, just whatever you need, you know. You're a king. Let's just let's, let's do this thing, you know. If uh, you need you need him to come in here, that's cool. I can turn around. You can pretend I'm him. That'd be cool as well. Uh, that one got me. I was like, yo, she really doesn't give a fuck. Like she's yeah, no yeah. man. She's like, I'm trying to be queen of the seven kingdoms. Mm-hmm. Is what I'm trying to do. Uh, and I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna get there by any means. Uh, so let's get an air going. All right. Uh, and. Uh, that's what like I love I love me some Marjorie Tyrell man. She's uh she's such a cool character. The fact that she sticks around for four whole seasons, two, three, four, five, and six, five full seasons. That's season um, six yeah. when that happens. Man. Yeah. She's arguably one of the most major characters, I wanna say, like in terms of what the Game of Thrones is at this point in the show. Definitely. Yeah, she's yeah, She's more important huge. than Renly in the long run. Yeah, which is insane. And and more uh, just as successful. She's she's as successful as certain. I think arguably more successful as far as being recognized realm wide as the queen. She was she was yeah. married to the king of the seven kingdoms at one point. Uh, yeah, and she didn't even and and Cersei didn't even want her to be married to her either of her sons, <laughs> and she still. Oh no, yeah, just, Domino well, was just like. <laughs> Tom was like, "Oh, I love, I love you, dude. Let's do this thing. You're, you're a sex, sexy older lady. Oh man, wow, you're really beautiful. Hi, I'm Tom and Baratheon, and I think Marjorie Tyrell is really hot. That sort of thing." Just has so many storylines that it's like impossible to remember everything, and it's like what what, one little one little thing leads you to like, oh yeah, that happened. Oh yeah, and that happened. Like it's so many rabbit holes you can go down. Man. Yeah, no, there's there's a bunch of different ways I think that you could rationalize that. But is that it at the for that storyline? Is that where it ends? I want to say it is. It is. It is. The next place we would go is oh. the Iron Islands, wherein oh. Theon is finally brought on and included in his father's you know war council, and uh, well. 
you know, it's not going his way necessarily. Uh, Nothing goes Theon's way. With Yara there. I wonder what if Theon like stands for like bad luck or something like in some in some language because man. Hey man, this man don't got it like that. He does not. He never gets it like that. He's he is consistently yeah. the short end of the stick. Theon just means God. <laughs> Did you look it up? Wait, does it actually mean God? Yeah. Wow. Or like boy. It can either mean boy, but it is from the root God. Like Theo. Like Theos. Yeah, um, like theology. Huh. So I guess I didn't put that together. Wow, yeah. Very opposite. Name that means godly. Yeah. Very Oh, well, uh, he's not uh, by any means. Uh, he gets absolutely bitched by Yara at the beginning of this episode as well. She walks in. What are you doing here? I live here. Uh, <laughs> I absolutely love Yara Greyjoy, man. That's one of my faves. Man, I'm the one thing that's bouncing from my favorites is my performance. Um, and the one thing that Theon actually does well this episode is perform. Alfie um, Allen is incredible in this episode. Like, I might, I, I don't know if I am going to give it to him, but like the range of emotions that he has to go through in this episode is actually nuts. He has Talking a very, he's got a and, very good episode under his yeah, belt like, here. Yeah. Anger here, like yelling at his father, his like baptism, the. Um, burning of the note, like a lot of emotional, a lot of emotional scenes. Uh, with well, and him. he's able to take that sort of uh, the, that chaos that you see in his portrayal of Theon, um, and make it do what Game of Thrones does best, which is foreshadow um, the absurdity that's to come. Um, so it's like later on when Theon does things or things happen to Theon, you're like, well, this is all. Unfortunately, in context, you know, like he was, he was doing whatever it takes. That's what happens sometimes. <laughs> yeah, man, your dick's gonna get cut off. Uh, uh, yeah, they really but, took it uh, to the extreme. Uh, <laughs> oh, bro, my penis. Uh, but you know, his name. Uh, well, that's even better. His name went from Theon Godly to Reek. Smells literally. Yeah, smells and like. And the House of the Dragon line of people don't remember names. They remember they remember blood. So even though his name is godly, what does that, you know, doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't, doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but no. it, needless to say, his I don't I don't want to dismin- diminish his performance of the episode because it was like really. No, he did good. really, really good. You know, uh, they Balon walks in and is like, we got a plan now. I Rob's army's marching south. That leaves the north ripe for the taking. And Theon's like, that's dumb. We should not do that. And they're like, oh, yeah? Little pussy? Little pussy boy don't want to take the north? Little pussy boy's yeah. a, little fra- a little afraid to take the north, huh? And uh, we, we were, like, thinking, like, well, what's his plan for when the war is over? You know, like, well, then they're just going to come back and wipe him out. And his justification was, well, yeah, sure, they'll come back. But we can just, we can, we can take him. Is literally, like, he just blew it off like it was nothing. He was like, sure, they'll come back and they'll want to come back. We're like, we'll hold it. And I was yeah. like, you're very confident. You're like, you were overly confident, right? Th- I don't know. The little, I don't, I don't I mean, I sure you're, you're hard and you're ironborn and you you're ironborn and stuff, but I don't know if just holding Winterfell is that easy of a thing after someone wins a war and is now yeah. the, King, 
of everything, oh, I get, or uh, not even the king of everything, because he doesn't want to be, like, I don't know. No, yeah, it's a, it's a bad strategy, Cotton. Uh, yeah. We're going to see how it's it goes. It's strategy, yeah. Cotton. See how it yeah. plays out for him. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, a, it's not a goodie. It's not a goodie. He's, and uh, it's not a, And the crazy thing is I feel like they spend more time, like, fucking building these crazy uh, strategy tables. I forget what they're called, but um, just Warning. sit there and be like, we're gonna go charge. We're just gonna go headstrong forward. So you see this place? Hey. We're gonna run there. <laughs> We're gonna poke them with their pointy ends and hope they die before we do. Yeah. You're gonna go left. You're gonna go right, and we're all gonna go forward. <laughs> yeah. Ultimately, it'll end with us conquering the north. Uh, <laughs> it's like, all right, guy, good plan. Uh, and uh, he, uh, Balon's like, Yara, you'll be taking 30 ships and you'll be taking Deepwood Mott. You're going to lead those ships like the good ironborn woman that you are. And Theon, you're taking a little itty bitty ship over to the stony shore where you will kill some fishermen. Whoa! Uh, That'll get us to north. Welcome back to the family, boy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Theon's like, this feels like a dumb decision. Uh, you know, if, if we attack the North, uh, we could seriously die. All of us, our house could be destroyed permanently. But if we ally ourselves with the North, uh, you'll be crowned King of the Iron Islands and we'll be rewarded like Casterly Rock or some shit. Which is Balon's like, what's our house words? We oh, you're you're making a little too much sense now. Shush, shush, shush your mouth. <laughs> what, what do we say? What's our saying that we made up five years ago? What is our completely ago? irrational ideology? <laughs> what makes no sense from a, a theoretical perspective? We do we not. do not so. Like, what? I'm sorry, sir. What the fuck? It's like, where, where did... How did, it's like that's the complete antithesis of a family that will survive or a, or a name that will survive like they're just like they're just like the pinnacle of like we're just we're here for a good time not a long time yeah. you know the great the great joys are like trying to die yeah. uh, and he, he has know. the nerve to be like we take what is ours and then like these people have the to exist they have I to guess exist somewhere you know it's out it, to us. It's wild. It's stupid. It's a no-brainer. It's these people are out there. Yeah, they, like, today. Balon's like you know. Uh, sure, we could be granted everything we could ever hope for in several lifetimes. Yeah, but did we take it <laughs> for ourselves? Gonna, that's not. That's not good. Yeah, that's not good enough. I'd yeah, rather maybe that. die. I'd rather maybe die and wipe out my entire house. I'd rather almost certainly die, is like what he's saying. Yeah. Like, yeah, we'll probably die. I'd rather do that than get the largest castle in the West. You know, the Greyjoy house, or the house of Greyjoy was never seen as a bright house. Um, even in universe, they're either like looked at as not the Amen. brightest people. So it, it makes sense. Uh, they they got their boats. They know how, they know the sea well. They know how, you know. I guess they're good archers for summer. Or is that just Theon? 
Um, I think there are, that's something that kind of evolves to be like a bunch of them. I think like a bunch, like that's who's protecting Bran at the mm. Weirwood tree in mm-hmm. the North is a bunch of ironborn shooting bows. I think, I think that's their thing. They're like archers. I think. Yeah. They're archers who go on boats. Yeah. They're good at that. They're good at arching on boats. Uh, it seems but, like they just stole a lot from House Val- Valarian, like Valerian. Valar- I always say it wrong. Um, it just literally seems like they're a copy. Born from the sea, huh. and like you'll be back in, you know? Like well, it literally- the Valerians are gone. Maybe the Greyjoys pop up at some point in House of the Dragon and just, you know. Were they just the ones that just so happened to like take over the... Wait, like, because where, where is House, that Driftmark... Driftmark, which is the complete is opposite Drift? side yeah, of that's the not, from That's the not island. the same, is yeah. it? Yeah. yeah, that's not the same. The Iron Islands are north, and the Valarians yeah, I think the north. I think the uh, Iron Islands are, like, northwest, and Driftmark is, like, south. The, very, the Valarians were, like, at the very southern tip of... Because um, I, th- I think, if I remember correctly, that was why they had that strategic position... Um, during the war, what was the name of the war with the people with the masks mm-hmm. and shit? Yeah, um, the uh, fucking motherfucking. The uh, they had the ports. That's what it was. I think they had the ports for trade. The free cities and shit. shit. Yeah, yeah. The Iron Islands are up in the top left corner. Top. Well, oh, okay. Yeah, here they are. Okay. So they are northwest. And then Driftmark is where? For search towns, Rift. Oh, it's just not even a thing. Wait, they blew it up. Is Driftmark the Iron Islands? But just it's no longer Driftmark. That could be interesting. That is that like is that possible? Like whenever they're talking about Driftmark, do they ever say where it was in relation to like King's Landing at all? I don't know. Like I'm because. Driftmark is an island west of Dragonstone in Blackwater Bay. Oh. West of Dragon. Oh, it's right here. Oh, it's like very close to King's Landing. It's like, yeah, on the complete opposite. Yeah, it's right next to Dragon. So there's no way it's the same thing. There's no way. Yeah, it's yeah, like no. right here. Okay. Huh, but they, they're very similar, though. Um, yeah, def, def, like uh, I'd say the Valerians have a little bit more, uh, you know, sensibility, mm, but yeah, brains to them, it seems. But yeah, you know, the whole water shit. Yeah, kind of very similar ideals here. So maybe there is some sort of gray joy once the Valerians are like gone, which they pretty much are now. Yeah. Uh, if someone rises up to fill that void for like the ships and stuff and if that will be the iron islands could be a could be interesting but uh any hoozle theon's like uh yeah i think this is a bad idea uh i think this is dumb dad this is really fucking dumb and uh he's like ah you just think that because you're loyal to the starks it's all your fucking fault theon's like yeah uh remind me how that's the case how like like it was my fucking choice to go live with the Starks. I was a goddamn prisoner, Dad. Mm. You gave me up. You you accepted terms that gave me away. That was something you did. He did. And now slam you blame dunk. me for it. 
Now you blame me for that. Like, what? Yeah. Absolutely slam dunked his dad here, and he did not even know what to say. He was like, well, yep, okay, this is true. Yep, this is true. Let me think of what to say. Yep, nope, I can't come back from that one. I'll just walk out of the room because that's yeah, the only, that's, that is the only option at that point, kind of. Unless he also gives him a good old hit across the face. That is true. Actually, he does the we Never mind. Uh, he doesn't do the only option. He actually makes it even worse. Um, <laughs> wow. What a guy. Yeah, and um, Theon's like, you know what? You know what? I'm going to warn Rob. I'm going to warn Rob. I'm going to... Uh, I can't do it. I can't do it. I got a family now. Man, this shit hurt. Especially knowing hurt. where it goes. Uh seeing him burn that letter fucking blue it blue like i knew it i knew it what i knew he was going to like i'm like but i still in the meantime i'm just like why why couldn't you just made one good decision you know just Just one thing right you just could have you could have just i don't know been so much better bloody fucking idiot hit big old fucking dummy that Hmm. one mr theon Greyjoy, and uh but yeah, ultimately he gets baptized in the uh the light of the drowned god, another god mm-hmm. here. The drowned god. Uh apparently their god has been drowned. Uh it's an yeah. unfortunate thing to do to a god. Yeah. Seems suck. almost uh impossible. almost impossible. Seems uh, seems that way. Not much of a well, god at that point. That's okay. Any more of a metaphor? Sort of thing. Yeah, like you know. They are just drowned. They do, they just live in the ocean, maybe. They're just underneath instead of in, I don't know. Yeah, um, it could be anything. could be anything. They're Who not knows? the brightest people, anyway, so. They certainly are not the brightest. No, far and away from it. But that concludes the storyline in the Iron Islands and takes us to King's Landing. Where? Shay, for what will not be the last time this season is complaining about the situation she's in uh, to Tyrion about being confined to the chambers. Tyrion's like, you must understand this is all very dangerous. If if you're just out and about, you could die. Uh, this is just the state of things. And I don't know, man. I think I, I think by now, if I'm Tyrion, I cut I cut her loose. There's no reason to keep her around. It seems like she's she's not happy. It's not ideal. Maybe you love her, but it's just not. It's not. It's not. The it's time. not fair to either of you. Y- y'all are not having a happy life this way. She's clearly unhappy. You are. I mean, Tyrion's kind of doing his thing. He's he's having his cake and eating it too. If we're being for real, but uh, you know, like at some point, you just gotta go. Hey, man, you don't gotta be here. I can't take mm. you to court. I just can't. You will die if I do that. Yeah. It's a guarantee. They found a good solution, though. Like, the solution... I don't know if this is the best solution, but at least to get her out of the room. Like, Yeah, uh, no, it's a good. It's a goodie for now. I, I, like, I dig it. It does... It is because, like, that's the thing, is that... Um, is it if... If Tywin even finds out that she is in King's Landing, is she dead? Or is it just if Tyrion decides to like actually 
wed her. I think it's if Tywin finds out that but, this woman is in King's Landing at all. And, and not for any reason other than he said no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it it is a tricky situation, though. Like, why not just, like, oh, yeah, I don't know. Just act like she's just a normal whatever, not relate. Like, whenever they're out in public, they just don't interact. Well, that's what they do. Yeah, it's like that. That should I don't know. I, that should have just been like the plan. That's what sucks get. though like, is that like that's what they do. That's what Shay resents Tyrion for. Yeah, and it's like, I mean, I'm so sorry. I want to be on Shay's side so bad, but at some point, I'm like, you got to understand the situation we're in. He is the hand of the king as well, and like under surveillance of everyone. Who would, you know, of Varys, of Littlefinger, of course, like, they're watching it's him. not like, it's like, it's just that she will die, and he doesn't yeah. want her to die, and like, that's all. Yeah, I love how Varys was yeah. immediately chill with it, though. Like, he even was just talking with Shay, and Tyrion didn't know, walked in on Varys just talking with Shay already, mm. which was hilarious, I just find that hilarious, that like, Varys is just kind of just chill with everyone um you know whether it's for his own gain or not um and these were some of the first moments when i was uh i mean various obviously i think was showing this in season one but um there's really a little there's a little psychological battle going on here um particularly among folks like Littlefinger, varus and and Tyrion. um mm. there's a there's a real psychological intellectual competition happening Oh, for sure. But what's really compelling about it is that I think this season in particular and season three will start to, uh, uh, start to make things like, uh, between Varys and Tyrion, like they're starting to recognize that they like each other, that they are like, okay, yeah, I think this could truly be an ally of mine. And I think they're acting like they, they keep getting closer and closer. This was like the first step in that direction where it's like, okay, we might be homies. If you can yeah. hook my lady up like this, I tell you some secrets and you don't let them slip. You know, like uh, he's yeah. one of the people that does not say shit. Like, I love that. That shit is a, uh, that's a really fun storyline. Varys and Tyrion's friendship is a really compelling one and a very fun journey to go on with them over the course of the show. But uh it is. Mm. nevertheless yeah Varys is like yeah I'll, I'll hook her up with a job somewhere we'll figure that out and uh later on Cersei is hosting an awkward dinner for mm. her children and her uh prisoner Sansa Stark and uh Man, you know Sansa is just sitting there and you know uh Marcel is like when are Joffrey and her gonna get married just as soon as the war is ended is Joffrey going to kill Sansa's brother? He might. Kids, they say the darndest things. Kids, man. They just Let's... don't know better. Would you like that? What an interesting question to hit yeah. back at Tommen with. Would yeah. you like that? No, I don't think I would. And that's how you know, like, okay, we got the a couple of goodies here. Are innocent. Right. It's not the children's fault. They're just automatically thrown in by the name, by the blood. That's and it. literally... This one scene is what made me go Sophie Turner as Sansa Stark is my performance of the episode. She did kill it here. She was holy crap. Yo, I loved her in this scene. The way that her eyes are just welling 
with tears and she manages to just keep the the facade going the whole time is so so good like uh you know I'll, whatever happens happens i'll marry him it'll wow. be cool yeah <laughs> you know like Man. uh I, you know hold just wait sansa just wait you'll come into your own you know you'll you You'll could, be queen I don't of the north. Yeah. Uh, but man, it is rough watching watching her now. Yeah, um, yeah, no. But that was that was an easy choice too. Like uh, as soon as I saw that scene, it was basically just a challenge to top it. It was like, all right, who ends up beating Sophie Turner here? And for me, nobody ever did. Uh, I, I loved me some Sophie Turner mm. in this episode, and uh, especially the next scene. It's uh, she's very good at playing a prissy, stuck up, racist bitch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Eesh. Um This is our first little notes of oh, the northerners are not so accepting of people who aren't white, huh? <laughs> uh cuz she's like you know, Shay pulls up to her chambers. She's like, "Yo, I'm here." And uh Sansa's like, "You're not from here." She's like, "No, I'm not." And she's like, "I Yeah. Just straight okay. like that." <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. You know, I think some of it is also Sansa has had, like, zero power whatsoever at all. And the first little bit that she gets, she, like, just takes a hold of. You know, it's like she's she's just been a prisoner herself. And the first time that she can give an order, really, now. You know, like, she is the queen, I guess. But, like, she hasn't been able to be the queen mm-hmm. um, at all. And I think it was like, um, it shows, especially whenever, um, she, Sansa's being just an absolute, just cock, you know, just being super rude. Um, but then Shay is like, you know, you want me to leave? And then Sansa was like, she didn't say no. She was just like, just comb my hair, just brush my hair. But she was like, well, no, I, I, I really enjoy the company, you know, yeah, like, like I've she been needs so alone. Yeah. yeah here i i desperately need someone with me i'm just going through a lot right now so uh how about yeah i know i just said don't brush my hair right now <laughs> but go ahead and brush my hair right now oh man yeah, no. so, sophie turner asansa was an easy choice for me for performance mm-hmm. this week but uh yeah it's uh not definitely not character i was like oh that's a bad look on sansa huh <laughs> not a not a good look but she'll come. She'll she'll get better. But yeah, yeah. you know, Shay's got Shay's got a job. Uh, Sansa's got a friend. We're good. We're all, everything's everything's coming up Stark over there. But uh, coming up Stark. Next up, Tyrion is uh, playing some games. He's uh, he's coming to you know Pycelle, and he tells him, you know, it you mustn't. It's, the Queen mustn't hear this. It's, so this is of course. As soon as it's not the the queen shall not hear a thing. <laughs> this this is one of the the moments I was saying that were pretty well thought out and something that was was genuinely uh, possibly recommended um, that Tyrion does here, which is weave a little this web my, of white lies. This is my favorite scene, without a yeah, doubt. Yeah, no, this is With, this definitely gets seen. I mean, come on. You know, I mean, I was struggling because I have 
Tyrion is my favorite character because of this scene. Um, I, I like Tyrion this season. He was my two performances before episode one and two. He's gotten my performance nod. I'm almost giving it to him again. Um, but I think it's more of the character that I like Tyrion for in this episode. So I think, I don't know, but this scene is definitely getting my favorite scene for sure. Like I, if I have to pick one scene, it's, the no, if I'm being, if I'm being for so real good. with myself, it's pr- it's almost certainly my favorite too. I knew it would get the love it needed though, oh, so yeah. I went with another. <laughs> yeah. uh, Dude, the transitions between each person are just oh. so good, you know. And it's like, you know, like at first you're just like, oh, really? He's actually gonna wed Marcella off, you know, to Dorn? Like, what the fuck is Dorn? Now he's just gonna wed, you know, like you don't even know. And then you're like, oh, I see what he's doing here. And then yeah. Yeah. like ten of a tray, you know. He's so like, like little finger, I need you to head off to the Vale. Lysa yeah. doesn't like me. You could become Lord of Harrenhal. Let's get this shit, Varys. I'm gonna I'm gonna marry her to Theon Greyjoy. And Varys <laughs> is like, that's about the dumbest that's shit I've ever heard. Ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then like he hears the logic of it, and he's like, okay, all right, I see where you're coming from here. Uh, which is that's what's interesting is that for each. He made sure he had three possibilities lined up that yep. would actually work to their favor, which is this man's good. This man is good at what he does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's... Like this was and, you know, it, it happens to be Pycelle, Uh because Cersei comes and confronts confronts Tyrion. It's like, uh, oh, yeah, you're just going to ship my daughter off to Dorn, my only daughter. This came close to Lena Headey getting my second performance mm. nod two episodes in a row. I love this one. She was good here. Man, a lot of I just yeah, like the, the more I just the like the more theme. subtle performance yeah. Sansa put on mm. as opposed to the big brash outburst that Lena Headey put on. It's uh it's more obviously good when someone does something like this, you know? Yeah. Uh and sure. uh Yeah, she was she was really good. And Tyrion like as soon as she says, you're going to ship my daughter off the door and him looking at her, just like, <laughs> okay, I know exactly what I'm about to do. Uh, like my plan worked perfectly. Um, yep. I don't know. So, it's, it, he was trying to snitch or, you know, cause like, did he actually think that either one of these could actually happen? You know, like that's what I was wondering. Or was it just to see who would rat? You know, because or, but like, the one the one who ratted that scenario actually does end up happening. So I'm that like, does would happen. That, so like, would that he, have happened for the other? Knew that whoever ratted would actually like that was his plan. Was that like I will find the rat as well as have one of these three beneficial marriages? Yeah, yeah. No, like whoever the rat was, he was going to he was going to propose a marriage that he told that rat yeah like if it was peter he would have married her off he would have married her off to robin of the veil vale. if it was Varys, he would have tried to marry her marry her off to theon i don't think that would have been greeted with acceptance he the uh, only one that yeah. really made sense to the one that he knew the he he Tyrion gave like Varys and Littlefinger, he knew that, he probably knew that they wouldn't tell the Queen, because they, they're very secretive people on their own. 
they would rather keep this secret than tell yeah. Tony. You they, know? they would rather find some way and, to spend this the, to their benefit. The possibilities that he gives them is Theon Greyjoy and the person that he just got freed from, you know, that like obviously like, okay, okay, dude, he had to come up with reasonings to convince them, you know, Littlefinger and Varys. But he knew, Tyrion knew, like, who the rat was all along, I bet. Yeah. And he's like, I think his, he set his priorities. He's like, all right, I know who the rat is, and we, we'll get this marriage done mm. um, through it, I think. Which oh, and, he's all, and it's also just a big old fuck you to his sister who he hates. Uh, <laughs> oh, so the no way matter he walks what, no matter what Tyrion's him. winning this whole thing. And uh, God, whenever he walks, it just he's like. Brushes his shoulders, basically, and he's like, ah, I've completed exactly what I wanted to do. And, uh. yep. They pull up to they pull up to Pycelle's place after talking to Peter Baelish for a second about how he's also he's also mad. Oh, Heron Hall, huh? Yeah, I suppose that's out of the picture now, too. Mm-hmm. Right. And he's like, yep. He's like, I will not be involved in your deceptions, Tyrion Lannister. He's like, oh, that's a shame for you were the Man. centerpiece of my next deception. And Man, he's like, and finger. Peter just can't resist. A deception. Yep. He's like, elaborate. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, what's that? I'll never work with you ever again. Well, you're going to be the main piece of my next plan. Oh, well, sorry. <laughs> Guess I can't tell you now. What do you mean by that? Oh, wait, you want to <laughs> hear exactly what I want to do? It's, oh, it's, I don't know. Tyrion is, he's my favorite character without a doubt right now. Like, even over Rob. Like just on screen, like we haven't gotten. Oh no, he's definitely the most fun to watch. He's done the coolest shit a couple episodes in a row. Like Tyrion's my guy right now. His mission to clear out the council of people who have betrayed previous hands. Genius. You know, he's like, like, I intend him being like, hey, yeah, he's like, I intend to live longer than Ned Stark. You might not have given him the poison, but you prevented. You didn't save him. You know, you could have saved him. You didn't do that shit. Um, he's like everything I did, I did for House Lannister. Cut his beard off. Cut his beard off. This is this, 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 this <laughs> the shit. whole time he had like those, like the I don't know what that tool was, but he was like eyeballing his dick the whole time. You know, like with yeah. it, like slicing it. He was like, did you, I don't know. He's like sitting back, like looking through it, and, like putting his dick in the hole and like slicing it. Um, because I couldn't remember. I'm like, man, do they do they cut his dick no, off here? No, they I'm cut like, his beard what? off. And yeah, I'm like, okay, no. okay, yeah. I was thinking, though, like, what that tool is, modernly, is a cigar cutter. Yeah, I know, and I'm like, but wait a minute. Like I've never watched anyone in this show just light up a fucking hoagie, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't think they have those yet. (laughs) But it looked so medieval, though. They, like, it was not a modern cigar. It was so Maybe it is straight up a tool to cut people's dicks off. Why would he have that in his room? He was in Pycelle's room. Hey, we don't know what that dude's... Kinky, kinky oh, guy. Yeah, that dude's into a lot of stuff, I guess. He's into a lot He's also a maester, you know? it's It could probably be used for a few things. Toes, fingers, probably not just dicks. Amputations. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. General yeah. sorts. Any c- cylindrical object you need slicing. Got a nice little cigar cutter here. Uh, but, uh... Nail nevertheless, clipper. you know, Tyrion, uh has him arrested and his beard cut off, which for some reason is just like a massive smite. Like 
It's like the, one of the worst things that he could have done, but like very much not at the same the time. The way wisdom. he reacts, you would think it's like sacred. Like, yeah, it's his wisdom. That's why he puts on the act, you know, in his crippled form. It's he needs the beard to be wise and to be listened to. You know, it's his mm. it's his whole thing. It's his whole character. Yeah, well, um, good luck being listened to in the fucking dungeons, homie. Yeah, with a fucked up beard. <laughs> now your beard looks so whack. It's oh, so it's uneven it's and like it's, yeah, here. it's bad. You might as well chop it all off. You mm-hmm. unwise. I saw gives me the heebie-jeebies. It always gave me the heebie-jeebies anyway. Yeah, he's, he's, an fucking... he's a rat. He's a rat. He rat bastard. And, and now he's where he belongs up. in a cell. I don't know. I, I, it's the kind of kind of slander in this man's name. I don't know. He, he didn't really do much wrong, but he's not. Nah, not fuck Pycelle. He ain't got no power. Yeah, no. Nah, he's he yeah. thinks he's the shit, and he's really not. Like, yeah. nah, Pycelle fucking sucks. He's one of the easy. Like, he's one of the most hateable characters in the show without having given us a ton of reason to be hated. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Just he sucks. I like, love when he gets killed by a bunch of kids. That shit's so funny. That's how he does. Yeah, he gets stabbed up by like. Ten children. Ow! How does yep. that even happen? I don't even want to know. I don't want to no, know. Yeah, it's I nice, don't want to know. Nice I'd, to just happen upon it. That's just uh, awesome. Yeah, just gets killed by a bunch of kids. Hilarious. Uh, but nevertheless, Tyrion's like, "All right, so Peter, I know you're upset. Now you're upset. Uh, but how would you feel about a chance to see your beloved Catelyn again?" Let's go, uh, go check that out. And we leave the King's Landing storyline there. Mm-hmm. And it brings us to our final location of the episode, the Riverlands. Where Arya Stark is struggling with a Ooh. bout of insomnia. Uh, you know, can't sleep, she asks Yorin. So you've seen shit, right? You've seen some pretty fucked up things. Yeah. You sleep at night? A little bit. Got to biologically. Yeah, yeah, got to. But uh, doesn't mean it's not like, good. How do you, how not do, you do that? How do you do that? And Yorin goes, "You didn't see that. I made damn sure you didn't see that." And I was like, "Ah." And finally, I've almost been teasing it throughout mm-hmm. the entire throughout the entire run of the show. My last three favorites: character, scene, and line. I'll go to Yorn. That's I'll awesome. go to my man Yorn. Really? I love me some Yorn, man. <laughs> I've been waiting for it. It was my last chance. I was like, I gotta jump on this. I yeah, love Yorn. You, you have to, no. Uh, you had yeah. to. Um, yeah. No, I love me some Yorn. And uh, him, you no, know. He deserves it, it. He deserves it. And it was the the scene where he's telling her about Willem. Was, mm-hmm. my, uh, was my scene. Uh, uh, you know, I, I can't even remember Ooh. my brother's face, but Willem. I could see him so clearly. He was a pretty boy, Willem. Uh, and then I buried an axe so deep in his head they couldn't. They had to bury him with it. And uh, his horse got me to Castle Black, and I've been wearing the black ever since. I was like, "Yo, this man's hard as fuck." And then... He's like, "Have fun sleeping tonight, Arya. Sorry and shit." Uh, and that's when they are interrupted mm. by, uh, you know, gold cloaks. Is this your line? Yes. Right here? Wake up, you you lazy sons of whores. There's men outside that want to fuck your corpses. That's my line. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. 
I've kept your picks a a secret until now because you, you said you said not to look at them to keep them spoiler free, and I did, and that just clicked. I was like, "What Yorin line is there this episode?" And I'm like, "Oh wait, he has a badass line right here." Wake up, you lazy sons of whores! There's men outside who want to fuck your corpses. How I love it. What a concise line to get people ready to fucking fight. You gotta you know, go yeah. at that point. Yeah, like, yeah, Wait, like, they like, wanna fuck my dead body? He's like, <laughs> yeah, at that point, I'm like, oh, yep, yep, alright, I'm up, and I am more motivated than ever. I'm like, yep, yeah. here I go. Oh my god, I love mm-hmm. it. And uh, Yorn marshals the recruits into battle, and he uh, confronts Sir Amory Lorch, mm. who uh, refuses to comply. With his demands that he uh, surrender the royal bastard Gendry. And I love the way he pulled Gendry and Arya aside before the fight and was like, all these motherfuckers are going to fight. You hide and run, okay? Y'all get the fuck out of here. I love that Yorin just knows the importance of these two and is just like Mm -hmm. holding it down. Yeah, He's like, fuck it. Yep, I'll, I'll take you this to my grave. Yeah, he's Do the only one there. He's the only one there that knows, mm-hmm. pretty much. And right? I don't even think yeah. he knows Gendry's Robert's bastard. I think he just knows gold cloaks are looking for Gendry, and he's like, I'm not going to let them. gold cloaks take yeah, you. Fuck, like, fuck yeah, them. No, there's, you got to love the characters who are just like, you know what, fuck the establishment. I don't care why, but just fuck you. Just fuck <laughs> you. Just fuck you. Yorn's my guy, man. And uh, unfortunately, he does die after uh, fighting uh, valiantly against these uh against these gold cloaks taking down a few of them with himself uh like and... five spears in him i think like at the there's end. a lot going on here yeah five spears and a sword yeah he gets propped um, up on his knees gets a sword in the back and he remains there until he's pushed over later uh dude still was up even in yep. death even in death he didn't even go in down death. damn that's a that's a, man. that's a legend. That's a fucking man right there. Yeah, that's uh, a legend. But man. uh amidst the fight, Arya rescues Jacques Nagar from a near fire where the prisoner wagon is very close to burning all of them alive and uh A man can fight. I love how he speaks. A man can fight. <laughs> girl, girl, a man can fight. You know, like I don't boy. know. I feel like there's just so boy. many better ways to go about this. Uh, he's screaming boy. Still oh, still yeah, holding boy. her identity down. He knows. But he's, hold, he's holding it down. He's a real oh, one, yeah. too. Um, I don't know. Sirio, Pharrell, or who came first? You know? Uh, well, is he Jack even and actually Jock and Hagar? I mean, yeah. it's, it is who, a theory. Who came first, dude? Who? What's If you're a faceless man, you don't, you are no one. You know, that, you are, that's you your whole no thing, is that's that you thing. are no one. That is what the came thing. First, the so, new, Jock, what came first, Jock and Agar or Cereal Pharrell is the new chicken or egg. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it really, it doesn't even matter which came first. Because no. is it, te- any faceless man can be any f- face, or do you have to take that face yourself? I think they have to. Well, they have all. They have like a. They have all their faces, faces like posted up in their yeah. giant hall. So they the idea like is that archive. So they have to. They, they do have go to physically back there every time they want to switch. Well, they, they probably they keep... can just be like, I might need 
ten faces. Let's go ahead and take these with yeah. me. That's what that that was what I always imagined, which is weird. I thought it was like some magic thing. Like, what do they have a special face bag? Or, yeah, I didn't uh, think it was so literal. Arya legit has a face bag later in the show. We see That's it. True. Like, yeah. Sansa opens a bag, and there's like thirty fucking faces in there. Oh and yeah, like, she does. Okay, fair. Okay, wow. So that is literally how they they just literally have the faces there. Yeah, and then there's also there is also a magical element of it. They like change sizes and shit. Yeah, they can change height and everything. But like, <laughs> okay, true. Yeah, it's not just like they put on. It's not like Arya's just like just it's like Arya's body and like a, a loose a loose <laughs> fucking mask over her face, like one of those shitty Halloween masks. Yeah. It's like Frankenstein. Uh, that'd be awesome. Oh, be outstanding. Okay. I am. I am no one. Like, <laughs> no, you're very clearly someone under there. Uh, <laughs> but uh, amidst the fighting, poor little Lamy uh, goes ahead and picks up the bull's head helm and is wounded by a crossbow bolt to the leg. And uh, Arya, meanwhile, is incapacitated by a, a fuckboy named Poliver mm. who takes needle from her and he gets it back at some point. He does? Uh, that's good. Is he is from Arya? Is that a, is that on her list? <gasps> Did Arya oh, kill yeah. anything? Oliver, yeah. Oliver's on. Oh, Oliver's yeah. on her list. Oliver's like number one. Like he's 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 high. He's got up. priority. That Did was, that Arya was very kill satisfying. anything this episode though? No, no. She she saves people but doesn't kill anyone. Uh, and uh, Gendry and Hot Pie are also mm. captured alongside Arya, where they are being taken to Castle Harrenhal. And Lamy is like, uh, sir, please carry me. My leg's all fucked up. And, uh, Poliver's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I see you. Okay, grab my hand, buddy. Goes ahead just, and stabs him in the throat. Just terrible. Like, how could you do that to a person? To a child, no less. Like, a child. holy shit. You are a special type of evil. Whenever and, we were uh, talking about Rickon's death, I was about to say that this kid's death meant more to me. I, I felt more for this kid than I did for Rickon, um, yeah. and I still stand by that. Um, I, I, I honestly, I was like, "Oh my god, damn, this sucks! What a poor kid!" Like, poor I, little Lamy Greenhands. But when Rickon died, I did not care for Rickon at all. I only care for the other people around him. R.I.P. and peace, Lamy Greenhands. But. Uh... Yeah, uh, it, it, aka Yendry. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, which was that? That's that's a cl- that's clutch there. I don't yeah, know. they're like, all right, so where's Gendry? And Arya's like, uh, you want Gendry? And Gendry's like, yo, what the fuck, fuck, <laughs> fuck, fuck, <laughs> fuck. And uh, she's like, you already got him. He loved that helmet. Wait, is quick with it, Arya? Okay, like. Okay, way to assess the situation. Know that they probably knew, you know, she didn't really know that that's what they knew that they were looking for, you know. That's what tipped them off to go look for him. Like Gendry's uh, mentor, is that the correct, is that what that guy was to Gendry? Like the blacksmith, or was Gendry the blacksmith and that guy was just kind of like a... a, Yeah, that was a blacksmith and uh, he was his apprentice. so, you know, he tipped him off, and he's like, yeah, he, he has this helmet. Arya doesn't know this necessarily. She just comes up with, like, well, how are they going to know? 
you know, this right, kid's right. dead and that is his helmet and everyone else here, like everyone else oh, here is he not going to Oh, he that helmet, man. Yeah, yeah he was so, always wearing good, it. Like, good on Arya. That's, that's, she's, I don't know. She's smart. Very smart. Quick-witted. But yeah, that uh, that marks the end of the episode. That's everything that happened this week. For uh, for our rewatch, it was a hell of a one. I ended up mm-hmm. going Yorin heavy for my favorites this week with him as character, uh, his story to Arya as my scene, and his line, Wake up, you lazy sons of whores. There are men outside who want to fuck your corpses as my line. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I also went with Sophie Turner as Sansa Stark for my performance. Uh, let's go around. Joe, what were your favorites? I had Tyrion as my character. Um, Tyrion's rat trap setup for the scene. Um, and I think I will actually go with Alfie Allen as Theon Greyjoy because for the performance. Uh, because I feel like he had a lot. Like, he had, he had to do a lot more over the span of a lot longer of a time. Um, he had more scenes than anybody here for sure um, yeah. and like the shot of him like burning the the letter like all black you know and it's just like it, it like cinematography mm. like his baptism sort of thing or whatever you want to call that was like actually like emotionally like i don't really care for it you know i'm not like oh i'm feeling like what a powerful moment but i'm like for theon you know he's looking at his father he's looking at his family everyone's here Whitney. you know it's like for him it's a powerful moment and everything no, for sure um, yeah and the way he's like looking, you know, he stands up and he stares at the, you know, priest, whatever you want to, whatever guy and looks off. I don't know. I think he did a good job. Uh, you know, I think I, yeah, I think I am comfortable giving it to him. Um, but my line, I didn't say it, um, uh, but it is, it comes from Varys. And um, he says that power resides where men believe it resides. It's a trick, a shadow on the wall, and a very small man can cast a very large shadow. Mm. Um, it's what he tells Tyrion. Um, forgot necessarily when, like, right, what it comes after. Um, but I there, think it's after. Oh yeah, Barris asks him, like, um, where do you think power? You know, he asks him a very philosophical question. Do you believe in rit- and, uh, Do you like riddles? Yes. Um, yeah. ooh, am I about to be asked one? He's drinking. He's like, oh man, I don't, I don't really like riddles anymore. Yeah, it's like when it gets too like philosophical, yeah, because right. like. Varys is, you know, making a lot of sense here. He's like, Tyrion's like, oh shit, man, you're actually making sense. Y'all don't want to think hard now. Um, oh man, are you telling me I'm a very powerful person in the realm? I don't know. <laughs> but I don't know. Is, is this Varys's way of being like, a throne I fuck is, with you, dog? Like, yeah, it's like, you, you're smart, you know? And I, if I, is that his way of saying, like, I, I believe that you have a lot of power right now. So like I stand by you. Is that like what he's trying to say? Or is it just like a tip being like, Hey, I know you're small and all, but like you are the hand of the King right now. Like wake up and like, you can, I think it's a little bit, I think it's a little bit more on that side of things where it's like, uh, you know, you, you have, you hold a lot more power than you probably believe yourself to. And also I think it's like a, I'm kind of, I'm down with you now. Mm. Like, uh, you're a pretty good dude. I trust I trust what you got going on. It's kind of how I take it. Uh Okay. Yeah. But yeah, that's a really good line. I, I that was Yeah. I know you know I went Yorin heavy because I I, well, I had to oh, go okay. Yorin heavy. I've been yeah. talking a lot about Yorin, but there are a lot of other thi- a lot of other stuff in this episode that was <laughs> probably objectively better. Mm-hmm. Uh Tav, how about you? What are, what are some of your favorites? 
Yeah, so I mean, I'm pretty close with Joseph. Uh, I definitely want Tyrion on character as well as uh, Tyrion's Marcellus scene kind of being the impetus for that. I just think it's like just classic Game of Thrones. There's nothing more. Um, there's there's nothing more satisfying than the political strategy. I think that they're using that it kind of grabs you as a viewer early on in the show, particularly because mm-hmm. you're trying to think of what else is there that you wouldn't expect coming out um, or, or coming through in these ways that you have to, you have to really interpret. If you're not really paying attention, you're going to be like, wait, what just happened? Like, why, why is this character getting his beard cut off? Right. Um, but yeah, so I, I appreciate that. And I think it, that kind of gets to the essence of the show and Alfie Allen just, you know, we we got to give him some credit because he doesn't he doesn't get the opportunity I think to justify um, Theon Greyjoy too much um, what kind of person he is just like to get a, a sense of what kind of character he is and he with the few episodes that he has uh, in the grand scheme of things he does uh, he does it well he does it well um, so I'll say. Yeah, Alfie Allen, and then for line, I think uh, I'm gonna. I gotta go, Commander Mormon. Uh, whatever it was, I dare say you'll you'll see it again. That that was just Ooh, that was yeah. hard. I think it, that was early on, and it's it's a small one, but I think that's that's a good one. Very uh, indignant, very foreshadowing for what's to come. Uh, yeah, that's that's a good slate of favorites, man. I uh, I dig it. I'll dig it. But uh, does that mean we're ready to rate this bad boy? I think we are there, yeah. All right. So, as far as enjoyment is concerned, I'm uh, I'm damn close to declaring this my favorite episode of the season so far. I don't know if it beats the premiere necessarily. Kind of hard to say there. Uh, but I'm I'm a, I'm around a nine out of ten. I'm not too far off from that. I don't think. Could go down yeah. a little. I think uh, I'm I'm pretty. I'm above last episode, um, but I don't think I can confidently say it's better than the premiere. I think it's like right, yeah, right around the same level. Um, at a nine, I think I'm I'm comfortable with the nine, uh, myself. Bet I think uh, I think I'm right there with you, uh, Tab. How you feeling about it? Yeah, I think nine is a solid, solid evaluation. You know, it's not nothing. Nothing blowing his socks off quite yet, but it's certainly very enjoyable. Very, very enjoyable. And genre, like, I think, Tav, you were speaking to it with that scene about uh, Tyrion, you know, smoking out the rat. It's peak yeah. Game of Thrones. It's peak Game of Thrones shit. Uh, the politics of this episode were on 10. The, we got a little action there at the end. Damn close to a 10 if it's not a 10, you know? Mm. Yeah. I'm close to a 10, yeah. No, I'm probably 9.5-ish. Uh, yeah, I think, let's see. I guess we didn't get, no no Danny um, this episode. No Baratheon, or um, Stannis Baratheon, or okay. Melisandre. Yeah, no Melisandre. Or no or real magic. Yeah, not not a lot of magic um, in this episode, I guess. A lot a lot of just the the real stuff. Or I guess I mean, magic is real, I guess, in this universe. But, um, hmm. But no, as far as a Thrones episode goes, this is like, yeah, Tyrion setting up this rat trap, trying to catch someone, and then actually getting it, like, seeing the trap be sprung in the same episode was really cool, um, and everything. Yeah, no, I think this is like, uh, I think 
maybe not quite the premiere, but not quite last episode. So right in the middle at a nine five. I'm there. I'm there with you. I'm I'm down for that. Uh, and critically, this is a this was a damn good looking episode. It was very succinctly written. I love a Brian Cogman written episode. Brian Cogman is a good writer. Uh, I'd argue better so than D and D. This episode had a lot going for it. Like I'm tempted to go uh, nine two five even. Okay. Yeah, I okay. think this is yeah. this is this was probably this is definitely the best made episode of the season. That's yeah. Sure. Critically, it's it's really tight. I think it it doesn't spend it doesn't linger too much on any one thing. You know, it kind of gets to uh, it hits it hit, it hits on all the high points of the storylines that are happening right now. Mm. Yeah. Like- no, yeah. I'm 100 percent there. I think that's a, I think that's a fair evaluation of it. About a nine two five, very well acted, very well written, a very good looking episode. Uh, you know, Joe, you regarded that shot of Theon and the all just mm. all the negative space around him and just him there lit by nothing but fire. Beautiful, beautiful shit. Uh, just a good looking episode. I liked it a lot. Uh, nine two five. That brings it to a nine two five overall. Uh, mm-hmm. 92.5% making it the second best episode of the sh- of the uh season so far with a uh, top 1 still residing with the season premiere uh but that does bring it close to uh some of the episodes in the first season mm. still still not yeah 933s are where it's closest to you win or you die uh, the wolf and the lion, and uh, yeah, there's some there's wow. some goodies on some IMDb. Goodies um, this episode is given an eight point seven, um, critically, and it looks like season two is around the high eights, um, and then later on it gets into the nines, um, which is interesting. Um, and I, I I wonder how like ratings work like. If people are like this is probably a lot of rewatch rating and people just probably hold the end of the season in higher regard always um than the beginning, you know, just because bigger things happen. So I wonder um like how these scores like how like because there's thirty thousand people that reviewed this episode. It says, you know, thirty thousand people and it's an eight point seven. So like how many of those reviews were as the episode was coming out? versus like much much later it would be interesting to know but i don't know i think i think it's uh i don't know this season is they've hit their stride and they've just kept it you know they're starting strong and it's i don't know this has been a joy to rewatch we certainly have a of a uh, unavoidable bias because we we know what the stride is (laughs) we know we know where, where this thing is going where this train is headed no, for sure. For sure. And that's that's why it's important to note that we are rating this as a rewatch, you know? Like, that's, uh, you know, I'm not trying to get in the mindset of, oh, I've never seen this before. How would I feel about it? No, I have seen this whole fucking thing. Part of my enjoyment rating comes from the fact that I know where all this goes. Like, that's... Uh, yeah. yeah, no, yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a part of the fun for us on a rewatch podcast, so... uh what is dead may never die coming out to a 93% on the good old tomato meter here. 
on the Benny Bloom podcast. Uh, but with that, any last thoughts here? I think we got it. Uh, well, I wanted to ask. Uh, I put one for the Hodor counter, obviously. But do you want to say that that Polliver, uh makes the list? Do we want to say that this is the episode where Polliver like you know solidifies his name on the list, or does you know is that even? Well, we've already sort of surpassed a few episodes where people would have been solidified. Oh, uh, so and the hound, the hounds on the list for episode two. Uh, Ill and Pain is on the list for episode nine. Like, uh, maybe we include when the people are added onto the list. Yeah, we that could do that from now on. Okay, so yeah, I'll put. I guess I'll put Polliver. Um, Polliver um, joins the list. Yeah. Um, so okay, and it was. This is the conception the of hound. the list. Yeah. That, okay, yeah, but the hound would be for episode 2. So in chronological order, the list is made with three people initially. But yeah, in chronological and, and Cersei, there's no real like Oh, I guess episode where it, yeah, it's just It'd be Cersei. episode 9. People like anyone who's not mm. the hound and not Polliver was like episode 9. Like uh maybe just instead they were all of there. just Maybe instead of just saying who became when, we'll just say that the list w- was started this episode. That the yeah. concept of the list was started. That this Willem, episode. Willem, um, Willem, Willem. I would just say his name over and over. Hmm. So okay, I'm uh, cause yeah, there's no like predictions to make. You know, it's like at at the end of all the TV episodes, I'm always like, all right, yeah, what what predictions can we make now for what's what's going to yeah, right. happen? Like, uh, yeah. We know exactly what happens here. <laughs> so, um, yeah. but yeah, man, this is a this is another goodie, and it was a pleasure to cover. Can't wait for next mm-hmm. week. But uh, yeah, with that, if you would head to Patreon.com/slash Penny Bloom Pod, where you'll find over 50 hours of exclusive content including comic book pull lists every week, book reviews whenever I finish them up, any comic book movies or anything coming out this year on that side of things. It's going straight on patreon.com slash Penny Bloom Pod. And uh, for three bucks a month, you can support this podcast financially, which is huge because it costs me money and I don't make any off of it unless it's over there. So that'd be a huge help. Uh, if you would, head to Twitter, follow at Penny Bloom Pod, follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast. Remember to leave a five-star rate and review wherever you are listening. Currently, we got Rebellion's Bloom going on Wednesdays. We're covering some Bad Batch as it's ongoing, and we're going to carry that straight into The Mandalorian whenever that kicks up here in a few weeks. So I'm very excited for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Fridays, we got the comic book movie Journey Through Film right now, and I believe this Friday will bring us to Superman 3. Last Friday was Superman 2, so uh, got uh, got nothing but goodies for y'all. Just a bunch of good stuff for you on our uh, on our show coming, and uh, can't wait for y'all to hear it. It's uh, it's a uh, it's a lot of fun. I'm a, we're having a lot of fun right now. So uh, yeah, please enjoy. I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. And thank you very much, Mister Tavares Pennington. No problem. Love being here. I love having you. Remember, peace, love, and bloom.
and wake up, you lazy sons of whores. There's men outside that want to... <laughs>